liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 186, recording April 10th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to be discussing Sonic Breaking Records, um, the return of the Heartless, we think. Who knows? Uh, Laura Croft on UE5? Question mark. And to do all of this and more, because we have a lot of cinema to discuss also on top of all this. I have with me as always, Shannon, Mr. Keyblade Moore. Mm, you know what? I'm not hyped. I'm not hyped. Well, well, we will discuss soon. But uh, I'm I'm sad you put your keyblades back in their new cool. Uh, don't jangle your keys in your pocket holder. You know, it's all <laughs> locked in. I just I forgot what multi universe I left that key at the keyblade in, and it's just, <laughs> just hovering around somewhere out there in the ether. It's fine. Yeah, some random character from Tangled is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, also with us saying suspiciously quiet usually he jumps in on shannon's is justin unpronounceable anime carter i know it's your boy i went and saw what was number five on last week's box (laughs) office this weekend the jujutsu kaisen movie which uh i told zach uh earlier this week that i saw it and he was like dude i is that a word is that a name and I know I never even pronounce it. I pronounced it right this time, I think. I don't know. I usually just call it Juju Kaisen, but, you know, I blame Megan. She has, like, poo fish brain and, like, mispronounces shit all the time. And I think it's just over the years slowly rubbed off on me and become a personality trait for me. That's, mm. I, I still don't know anything about it. What is that? It's an is anime. It like a, it, is it like a, a hero academia thing? Like, what is this? Kind of. So the dude he eats a demon finger and then becomes the vessel for this ancient <laughs> demon, surprised. and so he joins this school with like other sorcerers and stuff, and they basically want to execute him be, to get rid of this demon out of him, but he can kind of control it. So instead, yeah. he helps them fight. But he's like a total badass. Like he doesn't cry. He's like always fun to be around. So compared to like. Like, my hero sometimes, like, Deku kind of grinds on my nerves because, like, every other episode it's him, like, crying for, like, 15 <laughs> minutes and Demon Slayer does the same thing. And I'm just like, dude, okay, we get it. You're sad. Like, let's, like, move on. Where it's like, this dude, he gives, like, no fucks, no crying, just goes in fist swing. And I'm like, there we go. I need more of this in my life. Uh, sound like something you want to watch, Shannon? Um, I have watched it, and oh. I do like it. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's essentially he's, you know, he's the chosen one that can eat these, like, demon artifacts. So basically what's happened is they're going to keep continuing to feed him the demon artifacts uh, until all of them have been consumed, and then their plan is to kill him. Uh, so it's kind of like he's been marked for death from, like, the fir- very first episode of the anime, and it's basically just the um, these hunters of the relics are trying to, you know, they're they're gambling essentially that he won't be powerful enough to escape their uh, escape their punishment uh, when he when he's consumed all of the artifacts. So it's basically Harry Potter meets Elden Ring, is what I'm hearing. There's like the two fingers thing. 
demon fingers like well i mean it's there's parts of this dude's body right? so like one, yeah like, so like one of them's his finger and then like another one is i don't know like because I, I haven't gotten that far in the anime yet so like i know the first one. Oh, they're all just fingers it's oh, like there's like i think 12 fingers or something that he has to eat that's not how hands work <laughs> yeah but it's a demon hand oh all right yeah, you know, but six, 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 you know, the deep mark of the devil. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. but you know, I do want to say that I, I am incredibly jealous for Shannon that, you know, his game of the year for 2028 got announced today. <laughs> wow, oh, just yeah. just taking taking a hard pivot right into the news. I like it. <laughs> well, why don't we discuss that news? Um, yes. So it is official, by the way, uh, Kingdom Hearts 4. Confirmed development by Square showing off a uh, trailer today that made the rounds through all the social media spaces. Um, your your old pals, Sora, Donald, Goofy, back from whatever the hell they did in Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know. I'd ever played it and kind of lost interest after the 18th weird ass semi sequel thing they did with Kingdom Hearts. But um yeah, and uh, there, there, there's some. It's a, it's a whole new story. New characters were in the trailer. I, God, I don't care about Kingdom Hearts. You guys, hey, any, any anything? Do anything for you? I mean, is it really a new story? I mean, they're they're promising. A new, they're saying three was the conclusion of a storyline, and this is a new storyline called "quote unquote" the Lost Master Arc. So, this so, is what they're saying. I don't know, Shannon, but so this then, is what I've been told. So then, why is Sora even in it? Like, I mean, like it, it makes things just okay. So this is my problem with all of Kingdom Hearts, right? Is it's so damn confusing. It's so I'm so tired of all of the confusing side stories, and it just went so off the rails, like somewhere between one and two. Like I don't even know what happened. But now, like when I was watching the news for this, first of all, it's a seven minute video, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, seven minutes of Kingdom Hearts four. No, uh, nobody told me that there was going to be some other bullshit iOS <laughs> Android game that they're going to put in in the beginning, you know, before that, which makes it even more convoluted because who knows if that's going to tie into this original m- bullshit masterpiece that they're trying to make or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, I was very concerned from the get go when I saw this and I was like, first of all, like that iOS game looks like dookie uh, and there looks like it's very heavy into text. And I'm just like, dude, I don't I, I barely want to read text messages on my phone. What what makes you think I want to read this dribble that they're coming out with? So besides, you've got like 18 hours of triangle strategy to read before you can know, read the dude. first chapter. So. I'm so tired after reading triangle strategy. I don't want to read anything else. But um yeah, it's uh I mean even the the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 itself, I mean granted it was cool but it's more of that stupid, you know, hooded figure up on a building like Sora attacking the darkness, but like at the same time it's supposed to be an original story. I find it to be I find that hard to believe. Like I'm not I'm not in in on it. How so could Justin, you be, how could you be so heartless? Sure. <laughs> Dude, that that's what's crazy too that what Chance talked about is like, you know, they fucking sit there, and I thought the same thing. Like when I was like, "Oh, Kingdom Hearts 4. and they cramped. It was like three fucking games. There's like three yeah, different yeah. ones before four, and you know, every fucking Kingdom Hearts game that's not a main console game, it's like, oh yeah, no, this little side story thing is going to be relevant to the main story, so you have to play it. But then it's like, in order to play it, you have to get the six other games. 
break the CDs into six, tape <laughs> the CDs together, and then put that in your PS3, and then that'll run some like side game that's like ten minutes long that you need to play in order to understand what the fuck's happening in three. See, they think they think they have like the MCU, where it's like, oh, you need to watch Moon Knight and Falcon and Winter Soldier to understand the next phase of movies. And it's like the reality is there's like five people out there that are all about that life. And everyone else is just let me know when it drops, man. I yeah. don't give a shit. Like, Squ- Square Enix walked so the MCU could run. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean, uh, there were a lot of people on my Twitter feed that were like, I'm so hyped on this. Let's go. And I was like, fuck you guys. Like, seriously, like, I don't I, I do not have the time anymore. And that's the other thing, right, is you got maybe a two minute and 30 second cinematic you did not get any gameplay so how far out do you think this game really is the being completed like would you say this is in the next two years uh no i it's 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 square and it's kingdom hearts if anything this will be on the playstation 6 (laughs) yeah i wasn't lying when i said 2028 game of the year yeah (laughs) dude well if this drops any sooner than 2025 i will be stunned stunned dude and twitter was flooded as soon as it was announced and i thought it was funny because a lot of people i guess sora spoilers i guess for kingdom hearts 3 but i guess sora dies at the end and people were saying dude sora is like dead for five minutes and the like his personal hell like whatever is like realistic japan it's like where he's at and it's like all the fantasy out of his life is gone and like (laughs) The afterlife for him is just normal ass Japan paying taxes and shit in some loft hotel somewhere. He's like, wait, where where are my boys? Where's Mickey? Where's Donald? Well, that's the other thing too, is like Mickey was from what I remember from the five minutes I played of Kingdom Hearts Three, um, is basically he op- opens the portal for you at the beginning and then he like stays behind to fight everybody off while you go like supposedly find Donald and Goofy and save the world. Um so you know, when Donald and Goofy are looking at the end, uh, you know, I don't know if they're looking for Sora or if they're looking for Mickey, you know, thinking that, you know, they're going to bring him back. Um, so that kind of made things a little interesting. But, you know, for the most part, I was just like, here we go. But watching the Japanese uh, trailer for it and hearing Goofy and Donald talk in Japanese, like with their voice actors, it was weird. Very weird. It was oh. like Goofy adjacent. It was like he kind of sounded like Goofy, but not really. That's that's, that's very American of you. Um, yes. <laughs> Give uh, him my freedom fries. <laughs> yeah. Not, not hashtag not my Donald. Um, <laughs> Goofy's like, gosh, you're like, thanks, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Donald uh, Obama. Um, <laughs> uh, gotta laugh so I don't cry. Uh, anyway, let me ask you guys this. Uh, so, question about that: We were talking about, you know, you said twenty twenty eight. I said twenty twenty five. What comes out first, this game or the new Tomb Raider game that Crystal Dynamics just announced? Uh, Tomb Raider. Well, also, you got to think they made this announcement as part of a hiring thing, like because they were just it was more of a, hey, y'all, this game exists. Uh, It's on UE5. It's going to be a bridge game between the old PS1 games and the trilogy we created. That's all I got. 
there's no art, no nothing. It's a Tomb Raider game. So that, that says to me, hey, here's the engine we're going to be working on. Please come help us make it. You know, like that, that screams staffing up to me. So what I do feel, you guys think? I feel like in terms of ranking of release, it's going to go Tomb Raider, Elder Scrolls 6, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 4, and then way, way off in the distance is Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I think that once they hit the ground running, they're gonna get the they're gonna push this game out, right? I mean, I think you know fair, but I mean also you know they they are the ones making Perfect Dark now, so they already got that project going. Mm-hmm. And but you also got to think like Microsoft has to be paying well for them to staff up a whole other team to make a whole separate game. Yeah, I'd be interested. To see. So Microsoft is taking con- the reins on this one, right? Like, I mean, this isn't going to be like a Square Enix like joint with Crystal Dynamics to do Tomb um, Raider. That, it doesn't say any sort of partnership with Microsoft. So my guess is that this is a Square joint. Oh, shit. <laughs> which, which, in it, which in itself is interesting because Square likes to blame Tomb Raider games for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what surprises me is that like you know, or I guess what I find hypocritical about it is like Square Enix is always like these games suck and they fail to meet expectations. But here's another one that we have coming out in three years. <laughs> you know, it's just like, dude. Uh, I mean, you well, got actually like- wait. Did we crack the code? Hold on, guys. Hold on. Square releases a Tomb Raider about the same time they release Kingdom Hearts. Because that Rise of the Tomb Raider and Kingdom Hearts came out the same year, didn't it? No, uh, maybe and, bookending the year. But and when, and, and when three bombs, it's like, well, Rise of the Tomb Raider just didn't meet expectations. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's one of those things where it's like Final Fantasy Seven Two is going to come out. And <laughs> no, they don't tug on my heartstrings, Zach. <laughs> and they need and they need a Tomb Raider to like blame when the stockholders be like, Hey, you released these games that were supposed to be meeting huge expectations. And they're like, Oh, that damn American studio. I can't, you know, those guys. It's, I mean, dude, set your, set your goals a little lower guys. Like, I mean, like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I mean, if you're okay. So if, this Tomb Raider game, this Tomb Raider game should not be for the PlayStation Four, right? Like they should focus solely on making this a PlayStation Five, oh, or well, like you're joking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's UE Five, so it'll be all next gen only. Okay, like yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I okay, fine, it's fine. Try it again. Do it. I was gonna say, uh, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out September Fourteenth, Twenty Eighteen, and Kingdom Hearts Three came out like January Twenty Fifth, Twenty Nineteen. So same fiscal year. Same fiscal year, and it's yeah, one of those like, oh man, that, those those rat bastards in Redwood City <laughs> trying to make that you know bullshit Tomb Raider sunk our year, guys. It wasn't that Kingdom Hearts three kind of sucked, and we took five years too long to make it. It wasn't that. It was those awful sons of bitches. In Tomb They're Raider. like, you have to understand. The problem is we didn't give Sora enough Heartless. Like his heartless is heartless needs a heartless. Obviously, that's what the fans want. Guys, we didn't make the story convoluted enough. I mean, I think we need to add two or three more weird stories and chapters that people have to follow to make this thing seem more weird and crazy. We what we tried to pull 
Laura Croft into <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, and they wouldn't let us, those guys at Crystal Dynamics. So please, uh, please understand, shareholders. That is why. I'm telling you, you watch. They'll probably come out same fiscal year. I bet you. I think Great. we've cracked. I think we've cracked the code. So, guys, if you want to, if you want a new Tomb Raider game and a new Kingdom Hearts game, 2028 is going to be your year. Put yeah. it on your calendars, boys. It, I heard Chris Pratt. He's going to voice Sora this time. <laughs> well, Sora, Sora does look considerably older. So. Dude, Sora looks insane. Like, when you look at him, they did a side-by-side comparison to him in Kingdom Hearts 3 versus the trailer. And I'm like, mo- like, motherfucker looks crazy. Like, he looks like a completely different person. Yeah, but he's got that, like, um, he's, he's going from, like, the Kingdom Hearts, like, animated cartoonish, like, kid to, like, the Final Fantasy remake, like, kid. Like, or Advent Children, like, angular featured, like, teenager. It's like when Homer slips through that void and becomes 3D in the real world and stuff, and he falls in that dumpster, and that's like what it looks like. Like he pops through some like weird like Rick and Morty portal into Final Fantasy 15, and that's what he looks like. That's pretty good, but I mean, I'll probably never play it regardless. So, mm-hmm. well, neither will Shannon, but he'll buy it. <laughs> I, you know what though, I will play the Tomb Raider because. I love those three Tomb Raider games. The second one was fantastic, but uh, did you guys ever play those? No, mm-hmm. I don't think Shannon ever. Oh, you did? I did. I beat the first one, and I got maybe like three quarters of the way through the second one. Uh, did you get the big reveal in the second one? Like mm-hmm. who that dude was? The no. prophet that you're chasing? No. no. All right. That, you should. You're never going to go back and play it. <laughs> God damn it. That story was so good. I mean, Justin, grab maybe. it on the cheap. You probably own it in like three different ways already. Just play it. It's, it's right. probably. Damn. I was like, I know I've played the I've played the first one, but I don't think I ever played the second one. Dude, that first one got a tooks in me bad. Like I I beat it first on the PS3, and then it was like a games with gold thing. So I got it on the 360, and then when I got my PS4, it was one of the first games I got on the PS4 because someone got it for me and I, I beat it all three times. Like I played through that thing <laughs> so many times and had a blast every single time. I love that game. It was really good. It made mm-hmm. the bow and arrow. Fantastic. They did. They did great work on the bow and arrow there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else did great work? You guys Sonic the Hedgehog two breaking records, breaking records. Uh, so it opened over the weekend, uh, with $71 million, which outpaced its original take of $58 million, uh, which was the last movie released right before lockdown on the pandemic. So that tells you how long ago it was. Um, but yes, $71 million. Here's the thing that blew my mind. It's Jim Carrey's biggest domestic home opener ever. Really? Previous biggest was $68 million for Bruce Almighty <laughs> in 2003. Wow. I'm, su- I'm surprised. It wasn't even like Ace Ventura or like... Right? Or, or like- the number 23. Oh, the number 23. There's a, there's a banger. Yeah, yeah, that's, what he's down there known, that's what he's known for. The cable guy. <laughs> I mean, what about the mask? I mean, that was like... That was pretty slapsticky and fun. 
Cameron Diaz's first movie. I was going to say, if you want to talk mask, we can talk some Cameron Diaz in the mask. Cause <laughs> whoo, that was, that was a formative film. Mine. <laughs> that was a formative film for me at that age. Let me tell you something. <laughs> um, made me pay attention to who the hell Cameron Diaz was. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> But yes, so it, uh, it it's cleaning up. It's the biggest movie, uh, video game movie ever, mm-hmm. breaking its own record because Sonic 1 was previously the biggest video game movie ever. Um, pretty well reviewed, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's got the uh, audience score of 95%, I believe, last time mm-hmm. I saw it. Um, and uh, as someone that saw it myself, it's pretty damn good. It's a little long. A little long. But... So where does Pantera's walk jump into? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here, gather, gather around children. We're going to have a little story time. Um, in high school, I was one of those people that was just like, I, I liked my metal. I liked metal a lot. I was a metal guy. And uh, you're talking mid nineties. So the metal that I really liked was Pantera. That was like the band then. Right. I mean, you had Slayer, you had Pantera, Metallica, and then Metallica. Yeah, Danzig too. And, oh yeah, Danzig, all that good <laughs> stuff. Um, and then, uh, but then you know, I grew up like everyone else does, but I still love that stuff. Like, I just don't listen to it regularly anymore. That being said, I don't think I ever have to listen to Pantera's "Vulgar Display of Power" album ever <laughs> again because it just lives in my head rent free for the rest of my life. At this point, I've listened to it so often. Um, so yes, we're in the movie theater coming up on a, on a big fight at the end of the movie, a bunch of shenanigans happens. I'm not going to spoil anything, but a bunch of, a bunch of shit goes down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, the cloud, the, the, the fog is lifting on screen and you hear, and I'm just like sitting in the movie theater, like, like just shocked, like, Clutching my pearls, like I, I'm like, this can't be in this movie. What? <laughs> um, yes, I, I was uh, taken taken aback on many levels. I mean, I think it's kind of rad that it exposes a whole new audience to Pantera that would never <laughs> see it otherwise. Uh-huh. And two, I'm kind of heartbroken about it. Like, nah, that was some awesome stuff that does not belong in Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Like, what are we doing? Like, Zach's going to walk out in his living room on a Thursday and you're like, why is Pantera playing? Like, uh, dad, we're listening to the Sonic 2 soundtrack. So you just, that has happened, Justin. That has happened. I... Let me close the door, like, kids. I got to tell this story. <laughs> no, that was that, that was that was my daughter putting poking her head into the room, and I told her to go away. Um, <laughs> I think she has uh, disassembled some Barbies and wants me to reassemble them, and I'm not mm. doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, <sighs> where do I even begin? So after the movie, we went and took Easter Bunny photos, right? <laughs> and. We get back in the car from Easter Bunny photos, and my son, who's eight, goes, Hey, Dad, play that walk song. 
<laughs> and I'm like, what walk song? He's like, the one from the movie with the guitars. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> this isn't how I wanted this to happen. <laughs> this isn't how this is supposed to go down. <laughs> and then him and my four-year-old are in their car seats in the back, just like rocking out, pretending to play drums and guitars while the song is playing. And I'm like, I mean, I love this, but I hate it. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it so much. It's just, mm. so yes, oh, uh, Pantera's walk is now a Sonic song in this household. You're yeah. like, when I first heard this song, I had a joint in one hand and the vinyl on the thing. And now I'm like backseat with car seats and kids yeah. listening to it. I, I mean, to be fair, it was a tape deck and, and yeah, probably dude. some camel non filters. Cause I was an idiot, but you know, like, yeah, it's probably cloves more like it. <laughs> no, I was never, I was never a clove guy. I was never a clove guy. Uh, uh yeah. The, the girls I dated were clove people, mm. but I was not a clove guy. I was a camel guy. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do think it's pretty funny. Uh, cause we were talking about, uh, what was it? Uh, Morbi- Morbius, Morpheus, whatever. Morbius. Mor- Morbi- he doesn't even know the name of the fucking. Mor- does it, does, I don't give a shit. About also, this. Morpheus. Does it matter? Yeah. It just, it's it, all it mattered was for long enough for Sonic to come in this week and whip out his huge hedgehog dick and just be like, well, pow. Like, I'm just going to kill you. I'm going to like double the amount of money that I bring into, uh, to uh, my box office this week and then uh yeah it's um it was funny that zach prophesized it and i didn't even see i, I totally forgot that sonic the hedgehog 2 was coming out this week but yeah it's a short-lived number one title and uh i think sonic will have it for how long okay so how long do you think sonic stays in, at the box office number one i can't think of anything that's coming out to... i mean when does when does doctor strange come out may, may 6th Probably so still good. has like a month. Probably until then. I so would say that. Did any of you buy your tickets for Doctor Strange? I did. I did. So did you yeah. did you guys have problems on your Fandango website? Because I heard that it was a clusterfuck trying to get tickets for this. Uh thing. we went through the Cinemark website, I gotcha. believe. Because uh, my wife does that Cinemark plus thing to get discounts and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I believe that's where we where we went. Nice. And Justin, how was your experience? Um, so Shrimp Fried Matt bought my ticket. Oh, so here we go. <laughs> here we go. You're going to show up to the movie theater on the time of the movie, and he's going to be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I showed dude, you one the, ticket. The one time. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, sorry, bro. I had a date. I took my date. Oh, yeah, dude. Instead. Oh, man. Dude, no, no so one time, uh, <laughs> I, there, so there was two different movie times when I went to go. Th- I don't remember what the first movie was, but uh, we were supposed to meet at the theater for and i had matt's ticket to go see this movie and he was coming to our apartment and then we were gonna all leave together to go to the movies and he was like super late and i'm like dude what the fuck and i'm like texting him and i'm like dude like where the fuck are you and he's like dude he's like you guys just go to the go to the movies whatever i'll text you when i'm there and just meet you guys there or whatever and I was like, okay, like something must have happened. So then he finally shows up. I leave, go to the front or whatever, bring him in. And I'm like, oh, dude, what happened? He's like, yeah, dude, sorry. He's like, me and Tyler got wrapped up in season one of Daredevil and we had to finish it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? I was like, you were like, at, like almost two hours late because you were watching Daredevil at home and you couldn't not finish it. And so you were fucking late. 
said nothing, and then just showed up late to the movies because you had to finish Daredevil. Oh, man, this fucking guy, dude. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, bro, this this Coke with chocolate syrup is hidden. Yeah. And, I mean... So oh. there was that time, and then there was the... was it? At World's End, the third movie, there was, like, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then At World's End with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. We were all going to go see that movie, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to the, whatever. And I got to the theater, and I'm like, yeah, where are you guys? And I was at the wrong fucking theater. He told me the wrong theater. And I had already bought tickets for the movie at this theater. And I'm like, yeah, where are you guys? And I'm like, yeah, you didn't say this theater. I'm like, you said. And he's like, oh, yeah, no. my. So are you guys coming? And I'm like, well, fuck no. I'm like, I just bought tickets for this shit. So now I have to return the tickets. And I'm like, Megan's pissed. I'm like, so no, we're going home. <laughs> oh, no, I would have just watched the movie. Yeah. I, oh, I, no, like, at that point, she was done, though. She, like, did not want to be... Like, she didn't even really want to see the movie. She was just coming for, like, the popcorn and shit, and that just, like, sent her... Well, hold on, over. hold on. What, what movie? At World's, the, End. At, at World's End. Oh, you're still talking about that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know if we had jumped timelines, and you were talking no. now about another movie, or... Okay. No, um, those were the two only times, but I was just like, God damn, though. They will forever be... I'm like, you fucking suck. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a question for you. Um, I have upcoming releases of movies up now. Does Sonic the Hedgehog 2 beat Secrets of Dumbledore, which comes out next week? Yes. Secret, what? Secrets of Dumbledore? Yeah, yeah the, new- the new Fantastic Beast. The, uh, the one yeah. where Mads replaced you know Johnny Depp because he got canceled. And then and it wasn't someone even else. him that was yeah. shitting in his bed. Um, yeah, um... I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, I say Sonic beats it. I don't know. There's a lot of freaking Potter nerds out there. Yeah, like a but, lot of them. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think that there's a lot of Potter nerds that want to go sit in a theater just yet. I think there's well, a lot of desperate parents that want to get their kids out of the fucking house so they don't go crazy for about three hours. And and also, I think there's still a lot of people that have a lot of problems in the Potterverse with uh, J.K. Rowling. And all that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, myself included, I'm not keen on adding any money to her pockets. So, yeah, I just I don't, don't care that much about that that universe. Yeah, um, I don't either. I, I really I saw the movies, it, um, and I enjoyed the slow path to like super dark, like craziness. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun ride, and I don't need to experience it anymore. Okay the the movie that I think takes Sonic down then is April 22nd, and it's the bad guys. Ooh, that's close. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I think if, it depends on the reviews. If you had boots on the ground, like I do, in the eight-year-old sphere, these kids are hyped for this movie, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. bad guys, if you don't know, it's a, it's a series of graphic novels aimed at, like, ten-year-olds, basically. Um about a group of animals that are traditionally like bad animals. Like it's a wolf, a tarantula, a snake, like things like that. And they decide they're really sick of being the bad guys and they want to become good guys. And hijinks ensue essentially is what it is. Um, And they've made an animated movie. There's 10 or 15 of the books. And my son has read all of them multiple times. But they made a uh, they made an animated movie out of it, and these kids are hyped for it. And I say, bad guys probably takes it down. 
I mean, I'm hyped for it too, but I think doesn't that come, isn't that also the same day in theaters? Doesn't it also come out on like one of those streaming services too? No, it's not streaming. I don't think so. Really? I think it's okay. theater only. I thought yeah. it was. So. Well, you know, I guess then we're going to wait, but yeah, I want to, I want to see the bad guys. Um, and it kind of sounds like it's the same. I mean, when I saw it, I kind of thought it was the same principle as uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, mm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in for it. See, see a different Did, rendition of it. Like it has to have Billie Eilish as the bad guy. Oh yeah. Like that's, the song. You haven't seen the trailer. That's, that's, no. the, <laughs> okay. that's the song of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I was like, it has to be, there's no other way. Otherwise it's a missed opportunity and someone lost their job. Well, it was either going to be that one or the interrupters cover of it, whichever one they could probably get <laughs> cheaper, you know, like, so they know. Yeah. They absolutely use that for the, for the trailer. Um, Wow, we did a lot of talking about Sonic for no real reason. Uh, but yeah, any oh, you wanted to talk some some magic details? Uh, Streets of New Capena, Capena. Yeah, how are you I was. That? I think it's Capena. Capena um, okay. is how I would pronounce it. Yeah. But yeah, C- you know, it's A P E N N A. It's so. been a minute since we've got to talk some magic. It has, but um, yes, the new set comes out pre-release happens here in like another like two weeks i think is when it comes out and then it officially releases the week after that but what's interesting about this set is it's gangster themed Mm -hmm. so there's like there's like a spell card called sleeping with the fishes i love it yeah and like the the logo is like a set of brass knuckles with wings (laughs) (laughs) is the set like little logo and stuff so it has like some like wiretapping like so it has like some like cute themes like that and stuff and um with this set too they're kind of focusing on triple color um stuff Mm. again like uh so like they're bringing back the triome lands that tap for three different colors and stuff and finishing out that land set and stuff that they started back in icoria and stuff so it looks pretty cool it looks fun now do um, we know if this is like a a s- smaller expansion or a full expansion um it's gonna be it's gonna be a normal set um but it's not gonna be like uh like with innistrad there you know it was a double set and stuff there's crimson vow and midnight hunt and stuff that kind of went together where this is just kind of like dungeons and dragons and stuff mm-hmm. where it's just gonna be a one-off just set um because there's lots of other stuff coming down the pipeline and stuff like you know the was it the lord of the rings one or whatever comes out next year and they have like some other like modern and like commander sets and stuff i think that are coming out like later this year i don't know if this is a hot take or not but i kind of wish they'd stay away from licensed property stuff and just do more things like this like this no. is cooler. This is cooler to me than like a Lord of the Rings set or a Godzilla set or something. I agree. Like my thing is, is like with the Godzilla stuff, it's like I didn't like for I think it was in Ikoria and stuff is where they mm-hmm. had like the Godzilla stuff. It's like there was the actual like none of the cards were actual Godzilla cards. It was like alternate art and like an alternate name or whatever for it. But the actual card was like a normal card. And then they had like a Godzilla variant or whatever of it in the set. Which I don't think is that bad, but it's like, you know, the Lord of the Rings is specifically, it's an entire set yeah. and stuff. And, you know, I know they do like the secret layers and stuff and they've done like the Walking Dead and they just did um, 
Street Fighter, and I want to say I want to say they're doing like a Fortnite one or like something like. There's some other properties and stuff that I know they've already announced that they're going to end up doing stuff with. Which, you know, if they want to do that, it's like you know they can. But I know there's also a lot of people that are kind of the same thing where they're like, yeah, like, I don't know, this kind of is just coming off weird, and we'd prefer to separate this from the actual game. Well, and I kind of don't want this game I like to become like the Funko pops of card games, you know, like whatever, whatever IP you like, we've got it. Here's your card set. It's just like, I don't know. Like seems, it seems gross. You're playing your commander deck. That's got Rick in it and Ryu and you got fucking fish sticks over here coming in for the, let me me, victory Royale. Let me play Morty's layer. Yeah, yeah. You're like I tap, I tap six Morty tokens, and then Rick Sanchez gets summoned out of the deck. (laughs) But but he's face down for two turns, and then yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, hold on. Write this down. We're we're designing this. Yeah, Um, Hasbro's over here. They're like, you get Justin Roiland on the fucking phone right now. (laughs) We got this. Um, Yeah, I don't know, Uh, Shan. Do you have thoughts? No, no. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, I don't know. I like, I like a mobster theme. There's something about like, you know, fancy Falcon people with like brass knuckles that makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of into it. Like, you know, random bears and pinstripe suits. It's like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Like, this is cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to play some more magic. Shannon, you need to come over with some magic cards. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you're like... you're gonna be here next Saturday, so maybe just have a deck in the car. Just throw throw one in. Maybe we could squeeze some games in. I think I should get that done. Right. Shannon's got his dual disc on. He's like, hey. So I read this week in some other news that Activision is thinking about taking Call of Duty to a monthly membership. Like, so instead of paying the $60 for the game, you would just pay $15 a month or whatever for your ability to play that game. Do you guys think that that is a good move or a shitty move? Um, $15 a month is shitty. That's, that's too much. That's just too much. Especially since a large percentage of that market plays for free now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're, they will find much like every social media outlet that has tried to roll out a paid tier at some point, be it Twitter or Facebook or anything else. As soon as you put a price tag on something that's free, 90% of the people are like, later, we'll go on to the next free thing. I ain't paying shit. Um, but that being said, if they were like, hey, instead of you know the $70 Vanguard we tried to roll out last year, it's going to be... $7.99 a month and you get every update and all the stuff and everything. And there is no new game coming. It's just going to be patches on patches on patches to roll out new features and new graphics and all the stuff as time goes. That's, that's an easier sell to me. You know, you do one thing where it's like a $90 a year or $7.99 a month or something like that. I don't know. Okay. So let's say it's $7.99 a month just for the game. And then any additional loot boxes or extra tchotchkes that you want to purchase are still on you to buy. How do you do you think I, that is okay, or do you think that's kind of slimy? Oh, that's super slimy, but that's what they do. Yeah, 
you know, like I, hundred uh, percent. They 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 make too much money now. Like they, if they did that, it would be a way to try to monetize the, you know, what is it, seventy, eighty percent of players that never put a penny into the game. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to monetize them, and if half those people drop off, okay, I still got half of you know twenty million people giving me eight bucks a month, which they were giving me nothing. Um, so that makes sense, and the people that were paying will still pay. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, they're going to look at $8 a month and blink, you know, like, okay, great. I'm already paying $40 a month in new pants, you know, like, what do I care? <laughs> now, uh, do you think that Fortnite with their no build, um, uh, they have a, a, they have a mode now where there's no building. It's just mm-hmm. basically <clears throat> battle Royale, third person shooter, like straight ahead. Do you think yeah. that that takes away any of the call of duty players? If they go to the <sighs> subscription based package? I don't think so simply because it's still a third person shooter mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, Justin, your thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like if the call of duty people were going to jump ship for Fortnite, they would have done it already. Like, I don't know if the built like building they've already simplified building. I know with like certain updates and stuff like that, if that's what you want to do. So I feel like if they were going to abandon ship for Fortnite, the, the time to do it has already passed. No, if anything, I think it it puts the final dagger into PUBG is what it probably does. <laughs> Boy, I don't think anybody is that even still around. <laughs> I mean, so PUBG is one of those games that has like the huge passionate fan base that like they're fine just being left alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah. the PUBG people, and then there's the people who are still playing the version of it in like Gary's Mod or something. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. PUBG sold out, man. Like this shit's where the real ones are. <laughs> but you know, I think I think PUBG never tried to really expand what they were doing. You know, Blue Point or whatever it is that made it. Ha- they made that deal to bring it to Xbox, but by the time it came out, even Xbox was like, or Microsoft, I should say, was just like, yeah, no one cares. No one cares. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, quietly push this out and never promote it. And hey, Fortnite's also over here, guys. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if anything, this probably puts the final dagger in there. Dude, that's like the one E3. They're like, that's right, guys. Like PUBG, they're like, has snow now. Right. <laughs> and then Fortnite's like snow. <laughs> There's Keanu Reeves doing the Harlem Shake in our game right now. Travis Scott is singing like Celine Dion right now. And they're like, oh my God, guys, forget PUBG. <laughs> they're like, Snow, we've got cocaine in ours. So <laughs> we've got harmonics yeah. doing our soundtracks. What do you got on PUBG? Like marshmallows <laughs> collabing with Juice World as we speak in the metaverse. <laughs> in the metaverse. Um I'm I'm actually curious like if a move like that pulls people away from like Grand Theft Auto. You know, because like I think there's a lot more crossover in like GTA online and Fortnite than there would be almost in anywhere else. You know? Like I could see people doing that. Because I know the few times I've messed around with Fortnite, people that could really build just threw me off the game. It's like, yeah, let me figure out what's going in here and why is that guy in a building forty feet tall in two seconds and I don't know what I'm dead, I'm dead. Shit. Okay. (laughs) All right, that was fun. Um, and I'm never going to put the time to get good at that ever. 
So I'm glad they came out with a mode because I think it it's it's just a way to it was like a way people would gatekeep within the game mm-hmm. to like push the noobs out, and I think it's smart on their part to just be like, yeah, why don't we just get rid of that? Why don't we just? It's the piece no one cares about anyway. So you know, I'll tell you right now, it makes me want to try Fortnite now. Like I've always shied away from Fortnite and stayed away from it just because I was never good at the building and I didn't care about the crafting and finding the supplies. I just wanted to murder people. So now that I can actually just do that without, you know, having to worry about the buildings, I, I'm, yeah, it, I'd be Dude, interested. To try and, out. and then Shannon gets dunked on in Fortnite and he's like, well, if I could fucking build something to protect yeah. myself, maybe that wouldn't have happened, but. No, I, I I will tell you though if you uh, if you want to dip your toes into Fortnite, mm-hmm. if you picked up any skins from anything along the way, like you know promotions or whatever, put it on because when <laughs> I when my happy ass wandered out there in like random dude number four base skin, uh, I just was screaming fresh fish as I was running around, and they were just taking me out left and right. It was. <laughs> It was super obvious that I was the brand new player and it was like, oh my God, free kills for everybody right over here. <laughs> you, you can't do it though, Shannon, because as soon as you start playing Fortnite and fall off of it, Zach's going to be like, well, you know, it's kind of better than Fortnite and then pushes Destiny 2 in front yep. of you. Yep. Just <laughs> one more like, time, sliding Witch Queen in front of both of you like, hey guys, guys. He's like, hop aboard, fellow hunter. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know what? If like I, we could get like a reliable night together to play Destiny, I would do it. I That's would, true. I would, That's I would true. buy that game. Well, I mean, is it, it is it still thirty dollars? I don't think so. I think it's gone back up. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm at the point now. I think I'm willing to wait until June to see if Sony rolls it into their uh, online. Because that's a game, honestly, that would get me to sign up. If they said Destiny to Witch Queen, part of this package, just download it and play it. I'd, I'd probably convert my my membership for a couple months to try it. What if they say like parts of Destiny too? <laughs> well, no, it would have to be specifically like the new shit. I want mm-hmm. the new shit, you know. I mean, I can go download all pieces of Destiny two right now from Game Pass, except for the new stuff for free. So. But yes, we will see. We will see. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Uh, hey, not much is the answer for me. I did a little Kirby co-op, and uh, that was fun. We started a new game, got through the first two worlds with that. Um, I liked when uh, my son became or ate the arch or mouthfuled the arch and could fly and I could just ride shotgun on him, hucking spears at dudes. Like that was really rad. I like when he became the stair again, stairs, big, big hit around the house, the <laughs> stairs. And I could just jump up and down the back of the stairs, throwing spears. It's good times. So Did it have now like, when you- the ghost and ghouls, like ghost and goblins. Like- <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Now, when you guys play, do you guys try and get all the waddledies? We do. We do. So there, there's a few t- few that we missed. We had to circle back and, and figure it out on a couple of them. So that's that's probably why we're only through the first two worlds and not through more of the game at this point, because dad's ridiculous and won't just go forward. Like, 
<laughs> my, my son is sitting there like we we got like eight out of the ten we're fine let's just go and i'm like no no we can't no we gotta find we gotta find the others we gotta upgrade uh, our town and in order to do that yeah. we need to get these people um, he's, like, but, he's like but it is upgraded we've got the coliseum and everything. no no mm, no <laughs> no no waddle d left behind son no waddle d you left look behind. Over and you're like and you're okay with this this yeah. is good enough yeah. for you. <laughs> so so this, this is the same problem I have with your schoolwork. Yeah, you're happy with yeah. just passing. You don't want to improve. You're like Zach Dad, throws the Joy Cons. He's like Andersons don't settle for mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> what if you were that Waddle D? Would you be happy if I was just like it's fine and left? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so with the multiplayer. Is it does it go split screen if you guys go too far away from each other? No, or you just no. into the same screen? So if you're a bandana waddle D, you, you just zip to wherever Kirby is if you get too far away. Hmm. Okay. That can be a little disjointing. <laughs> you're like in the middle of a jump and it just sucks you like right over to where Kirby is. <laughs> it, and it is pretty funny because like well, because of that a few times I've died, like taking bad jumps and ledges and stuff like that. And it doesn't matter. It just your life bar slowly refills and then you push a and you're back. Like it's just like, there's literally no consequences for you dying whatsoever as, as bandana waddle D nice. And man, you thought those bosses were easy before. Like bro, when there's two <laughs> players and like he's sucking up stars and shooting those back. And I'm just, you know, throwing spears as fast as I can. Yeah. Those things fall real quick. That tree <laughs> boss, the tree boss, we had the uh, we had Kirby spitting hot fire and uh, a rain of spears that looked like <laughs> Helms Deep in Lord of the Rings. And that thing lasted like three seconds. It was like one of those you get a Waddle D if you beat it under two minutes. I want to say it, it took us literally like 57 seconds or something like that. It was just like click, 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 gone. Okay, I suppose that was challenging. Like I don't know. I'll tell you that leopard in the uh, circus, uh, mm-hmm. that boss, uh, she was kind of dumb. Like I did not appreciate her at all. Um, I did not get to use any of my ranger abilities, so I didn't get the bonus to uh, like sh- shoot her at a distance. Because like every time I went to shoot her, she would just like eat a knife like right in my face. So like I didn't get that uh, that waddle dee. But I am in the uh, in the fourth. Shut up, Justin. Did I see your wallet shade just shaking your head over there? Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I am in uh, I am in the fourth world now, the ice world. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm making my way through that game. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I have done every side quest to get the rare stones, and I think I only have one stage left that has I haven't collected all the waddlebees on mm. up to the fourth world. Well, all right then. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I've played is uh, more Planet Crafter, but no one wants to hear about that more, um, especially Shannon. So I will spare everyone. <laughs> I will just keep saying that it's great. It's so chill. I love it so much. But other than that, uh, Shannon, have you been playing anything other than uh, Kirby? Uh, just more Tiny Tina. Um, right. That game's still fun. Um, so, yeah, don't want to bore people with that. So, uh, Justin, what kind of uh, weird off-the-wall game are you playing this week? Um, well, so I've I've primarily been playing Kirby this week, too. <laughs> I'm at the very end of the desert, like right right at the boss. I have, like, I think one Waddle D. I still need to collect the level before the boss of the desert. But um, so far, I've collected all the Waddle Ds. What's cool 
and I didn't, I wasn't expecting it, but it kind of makes sense now. Is like the abilities actually have a third upgrade, which is insane. Like some yeah, of I them, I figure they would. Dude, the fire one becomes dragon fire, and you shoot purple flame. It's super long, and then you do like a dragon like meteor blast thing and stuff. It's so good. Like the third upgrades make them insane, but. In order to basically get like all the third upgrades, I'm getting to the point now where you you legit before you just come across crystal stars and like okay whatever they weren't really important like you didn't have to go out of your way to get the crystal stars and stuff and you could still upgrade your items. But I'm at the point now where it's like to do a lot of those third upgrades where it's like I have the upgrades but now I don't have enough stars even though I've actively been getting all the stars along the way. It's like I'm having to wait until I unlock more of those star levels and stuff in order to get the stars to finish upgrading abilities i've collected so they do become important for trying to upgrade everything so how many do you know how many levels there are in this game how many worlds i don't know i would say after because there's i'm on like what the fourth world i would say there's probably six and then probably like a bonus world so there's probably like two maybe three more Okay, After, so if you, I had to guess, I I'm not a hundred. I haven't looked it up. Or anything, I was gonna say, do but, you feel like they're like just rushing to give you these last like super power ups so that you're like godly going into the last world, and no, then you get well, them for maybe like a, a handful of levels, and then the game's over. I mean, that's what I find really interesting about it too. Is you you don't have to get like upgrade the abilities at all. I mean, you can, and it definitely does make it easier and of course there's certain star levels and stuff where in order to actually do the level you have to have that upgraded ability or whatever in order to even access it but i think that's what's interesting is like you don't have to collect like all the scrolls and do whatever and have the upgraded abilities but it definitely pays off like the bomb one like i know how you said you hated the second ability of the chain bombs Mm -hmm. well the third bomb upgrade you get these giant pink bombs and when you roll them out, they stop and then they get wheels and they automatically sense any enemies nearby and then like, <laughs> yeah. like RC cars and then run into them and explode. That's awesome. So, so that's yeah. yeah, that's for like the third abilities for stuff like the third sword ability is like Meta Knight and you get the Meta Knight mask. And when your health bar is full, it does the Legend of Zelda thing where you launch like a giant slice, like a projectile out and you send out bats and shit. Like the third abilities are like busted and super cool, so I like that. Nice. <laughs> They're like, um, wait, the game's starting to become a little challenging. What if we just broke the power ups? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so I've been playing that, and then there's this new game that came out. I haven't picked it up yet, but there's a free demo for it on Steam, and I probably will pick it up once I beat Kirby. But um, it's called Patrick's Parabox. It's right. an indie game um you play as a little box but the whole premise is it's a puzzle game kind of similar to like baba's you and stuff where you're basically you have to move like boxes or whatever onto certain spots and then get yourself to the goal to get to the next level but the twist is some of the boxes are the level so it's like you're going you're like going into the level into the level like some inception shit where it's like you have to like push the box into a box into a box and it's like you're playing the level within the level within the level so then you're like moving the level around within the level like to do some of these puzzles and it's pretty like mind-boggling and like 
some of the stuff you do, the demos, the first two worlds, and some of what you do, I can only imagine later in the game how mind-busting it's going to get. But some of these stuff that it has you do, even in the first two levels, I'm like, dude, this is genius. From like a level design standpoint and a technical standpoint, I'm like, I have no idea how you're even achieving this right now because it's insane. Some of, like I got stumped on a couple and I'm like sitting there like, what do you have to like? I know I am have to do something to get into this, but I'm not really sure what I need to do. And then you have to do some shady shit of like going within the box and move the box and do a certain time and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, and it's on Steam for it's like, I don't know, like four. Fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, something like that. But I will definitely be picking it up once I beat Kirby. Cool. Hmm. Well, it sounds interesting, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be my jam. Yeah. Have you it's played what... any more Tunic? Uh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> it was just not a good week for me for for sitting down and playing. So yeah. it was the uh, if I wasn't doing some Planet Crafter because I was already sitting <laughs> at my desk. Uh, it was not not really happening, and really, my son had to pull teeth to get me to sit down and play Kirby with him for a little bit. So that was really the bulk of my game. <laughs> um, but uh, now the the Parabox thing sounds like a game I'm going to really enjoy listening to you talk about rather than yeah. playing myself. <laughs> so just I I know me at this point, you know. I'm old. I've I've got I've got my ways figured out. So, um, hey, I hear I hear sirens. Bring on the sirens! I think we're in spoiler <laughs> zone. We've crossed we've crossed the border. We are in spoiler territory now. Be warned. We're gonna talk some Moon Knight, some Sonic Two, something I can't pronounce. Death on the Nile, Tony Hawk documentary, some stuff Shannon probably watched and didn't put on here either. We've got a lot. We've got a lot. So, uh, shall we talk episode two of Moon Knight? Yeah, it's getting buddy. real. It's getting real. I'm a I'm a fan of Mister Knight. The the uh, his suit was looking very sharp. So yeah, I'm a, I was pretty interested to see because like I know nothing about Moon Knight. Like uh, in his other iterations, like usually when I think about Moon Knight, it's the dude in the cape that you know the the main like the the Steven guy, right? Like he's the one that has the the OG like uh setup. So to see that it's actually Mark that's or no, it's the other way. Mark is the one with the OG and like Steven is the one with the the suit now. Mm-hmm. Um so it's pretty interesting to see him be like, oh, you know, summon the suit, summon the suit and he's just like suit, 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 I want the suit and then like all of a sudden he's in like the white suit and Yeah. So it's interesting to see that, you know, he's got his own version of the same thing. Like, you know, that, uh, you know, it's just he doesn't know how to manifest his powers and fight. He just kind of knows that he has these abilities or that his body has the ability to to conjure this thing up. Um, So it was interesting to see that. It was also interesting to see the interaction with uh, what was it? Conchu. Mm-hmm. Um, to see that interaction and be like, you know, and to see Ethan Hawke's character be like, oh, I used to be you. Like, I used to be in your situation. And is he telling you this right now? Is he telling you this? And he, he's kind mm-hmm. of playing like that. You know, he's kind of walking that line of playing both sides. 
and like you kind of root for him like you know you don't you don't really see him as being a bad dude um you kind of understand like what he's going for and you know what he's trying to do I, and then you know there is that kind of like you know revelation of you know how can you it's kind of like the minority report right like how can you punish somebody for doing something that they might potentially do in the future um you know that kind of like sticky wicket which which is what causes the point of contention which creates the pretty cool like fight sequence mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i i thought it was great like not knowing anything about moon knight i'm really liking this series uh justin what did you think about it no i thought it was good we actually got to see some like fighting and stuff in this yeah. one it wasn't all just cutaways so it was nice to get to see some action in it uh one of my favorite things from the episode was i saw a meme on twitter of when he was being interrogated he's like you know where's the scarab and instead of um mark's reflection in the thing it was will smith and he's like keep my wife's name out of your (laughs) motherfucking mouth i was like yes Uh, that is great and we brought Uh, it back all right yeah uh i was like it never gets old um (laughs) but but no, I thought it was, you know, really good. Like, they're rapidly accelerating the plot here. Like, you know, next episode, we're already going to be in Egypt. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, guys, we got four more episodes. We got to ki- get this bad boy rolling. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it was pretty weird to, like, see, like, the jackals and things like that uh, are not seen by, you know, people like, like everybody. They're kind of invisible, like, energy fields or whatever you want to, you know, call them to the mundanes but um you know that was a pretty interesting turn as well like when he's looking at the videos of himself on the security footage and he's just like yeah look now watch you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind and then there's nothing and you're just like wow okay so like what's and then for a minute there when i was watching it i was like so is it all in his head and this is just something that like you know conchu and all of them are dealing with and he's just kind of along for the ride and experiencing it all but like there's no real stakes to anything in the real world it's just kind of his mental state that takes the hits um but then when you started seeing like other things like get affected by the jackals like the cars and things like that you're like okay so it's just kind of like they're kind of in stealth mode to like everybody else and this is the only guy that can really like fight them uh so that was kind of cool yeah and i think uh having that it was it was during the the jackal fight where steven was fighting them in his exceptional suit um where it goes for a second for the perspective of someone in the bus and they just you just hear the thud but they don't see anything that yeah. was when i was like okay i think that was there to say that this is actually happening because i had that same thought you did of like this is all really cool with the do- dollar store cgi jackal but <laughs> is this actually real? Is any of this happening? You know, or is Steven just crazy? You know, like, it, yeah. Tyler Durden in the Applebee's parking lot. Getting exactly. Ass exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think they added that shot specifically to be like, no, 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 it's actually happening. Like this is, there's, there is a thing that is getting hit here. Yeah. The, uh, the, the footprints on the car, and then, but yeah, bef- right before that, when like you just see him fighting in the parking lot <laughs> or the yeah. fighting in the street and the two ladies are like, it's just a drunk dude. Just a really well-dressed drunk guy, like, yeah. you know, having a, having a fit. <laughs> just like, okay. But I think, but I, but I think that's why the perspective was from inside the bus. Mm-hmm. It was because like, 
any other shot there, you could almost explain away being like, well, that's what he's seeing. You know, like he's seeing the footprints, he's seeing all this stuff, like he's seeing the stuff that makes it real to him. Um, but that one shot, because even the ladies were like, there's nothing there. This guy's crazy. You know, like that one shot was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Ramifications for someone who's not this guy are happening. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good episode all around. I was really happy with it. It seems like Mark has control now. So I'm kind of curious, like, how long Mark stays in control. Does he, though? Because, like, Conchie was just like, bro, you said you had this under control, and you obviously don't. So how do we fix this situation? Uh, And, you know, it's just... And then, you know, you don't know who's waking up in Egypt. You don't know if it's Stephen or Mark. Um, You just know that they're there. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how episode three starts. I could totally see them doing where it's like the first two episodes were primarily Steven and then the next two were Mark and then the last two were kind of them coming together to actually work together to yeah. accomplish something. Yeah, I could see that. I'm excited, as you guys said, to see where it where it goes. I'm ready. Um, so what do you guys want to talk with? This list is so long. What do we want to talk about next? Justin, um, Justin, tell me if Death on the Nile is worth me watching because it's got a <laughs> cast that the cast of it makes me go, yeah, I want to see that. So that's what I thought, and I've seen. No, I don't. So, <laughs> that's a bad start. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what I thought. So, well, so you know, I it kept getting advertised to me and stuff, and I was like, oh, cool, this is out, and I. Don't know if it's a because I want to say there was another movie where it was like the death on the train and it had the detective dude and he like solved the case on it. So I want to say this is like not necessarily a sequel, but, you know, it's like the same detective dude doing a different case Mm kind of thing. And this one, you know, is Wonder Woman's in it and they're she's rich and marries this dude and they're out on this big boat with uh friends and family and whatever for they just got married and she ends up biting the bullet and the detective dude on there is like the murderers on this boat and they're trying to figure out who killed her and it start this beginning is very confusing i thought it was very confusing just because they're throwing a lot of people at you like at the beginning and there's the whole premise is this chick and the dude were in love and then she introduces she's best friends with wonder woman and introduces her soon-to-be husband to wonder woman and then they fall in love and he ditches her and then marries wonder woman and this chick is so bitter about it she's been like following them for months like Mm. everywhere they go or trying to go for like their honeymoon and whatever she constantly is just showing up and sitting there staring them down And I didn't understand why they were letting her do that. That never made sense to me because this chick's rich. And I'm like, just buy out the entire venue or security to make her not be able to show. Like, she legitimately shows up on the boat they're on. And I'm like, like, why did you let her on? (laughs) Like, it's basically your boat. Like, kick her off. Like, you know, you don't have to be around her. Like, I don't understand. Like, they never really explained, like, a good reason as to why they couldn't just tell her to fuck off. And I didn't get that outside of, you know, the plot. Yeah. Outside of, well, you know, they, they could do that, but then, you know, this wouldn't be a circumstance then at that point. Exactly. But so it was enjoyable. And we were actually watching it before we were going to go see uh, 
Jujutsu Kaisen and we had like 20 minutes left and I was like fuck dude we weren't able to finish it before so we went and saw that movie and then came home and finished it and I was like man I uh, I wish I'd never actually finished it because uh, it, it was le- like the beginning was kind of slow and like I said there was a lot of people but then the build-up was good and it was getting mm-hmm. very interesting and I was like okay now I'm invested as to where this is going and then it hits like a point where it's like all right the big reveal is like getting ready to come up and then we had to leave and then I came back and I was excited. Me and Megan were talking about it the entire way to the movie theater and way back, like talking about like what might happen or like who who did it. And then we get home and then the actual endings revealed. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of it it was like was slow. And then the buildup was great. And then the reveal and the actual ending in the movie kind of took a nosedive at the end. The ending is one of those where you kept waiting for like, oh, but here's the real twist. Like, it's like, okay, here's the twist. And then, wait, just kidding. Yeah. Ha ha, it's I, this. And, like, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you if you plan on watching it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the the ending, I feel like, could have been better. Like, they were just kind of like, well, th- this is how it ended. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was kind of, that didn't really wrap anything up. Or it did so, so abruptly that it was just like, oh, all right, like, I guess that's what happened. That's hmm. funny. But uh, speaking of good movies, though, I did yes. go and see Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in the theater, which is the anime movie with b- boy who eats demon fingers. Yes, spoil uh, that one to the ground because Lord knows. <laughs> yes, it, did so. you see the movie, Shannon? No, I have not seen the movie, so don't spoil it for me. Well, okay, I won't go too spoiled. But the movie is a prequel to the anime, and it's about uh, Gojo, their teacher and stuff, and the like this student kid who he as a child him and this girl this girl's like oh i want to marry you when we get older and you know we're gonna be happy together and she gets hit by a car and dies and then becomes a curse and attaches herself to this kid and anytime this kid gets bullied or beat up she basically comes out and murders people (laughs) like to save him and so he refuses to go outside anymore and whatever because he's a danger to everyone around him. So Gojo's like, well, come to this school of other people who do curses and whatever and we'll, we'll help you. And so he becomes part of a team and they work together or whatever. And he's like, yeah, we're going to help you get rid of this curse and stuff. And they fight... Um, one of the other people who's from the anime, the dude with the big earrings that like summons other special demons and stuff. The one with the tattoo across his forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, we get to see Jared him. Leto? Yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto yeah, says damaged like right across the forehead. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this dude, I know Zach doesn't, but yeah, his ability is he takes demons and basically eats them and then stores them in himself. And then he can summon them himself. And over the years, he's saved up about 4,000 demons. <laughs> and he straight up goes to the school. And he's like, yeah, on like Christmas Eve, I'm going to basically go to the middle of Tokyo and release 4,000 demons and just murder everybody. So bring your best. I'll bring my best. And we'll duke it out in Tokyo. Uh, so you got six months. Figure it out. And fucks off. And then it like builds up to that day and stuff. And then they release a bunch of demons. And a huge fight ensues. But in terms of anime movies, like I honestly thought it was better than either of the My Hero Academia. I would put it on par with the Demon Slayer movie and stuff in terms of like it's actually relevant. Like even though it's a prequel to the anime, 
and stuff like that. Like these characters and stuff are in the anime. Like what happens here does like directly impact what's going on in the anime later on. But it's also one of those movies where they don't hold your hand in terms of, oh, oh, we're assuming you've never seen Jujutsu Kaisen. So we're going to spend 15 minutes reintroducing these characters that you should already know. No, they already assume that you've seen the anime and you know who these people are. And they like briefly introduce them, but they're not like explaining everything to you. They're like, we're assuming you know these people, you know what's going on because you've seen the anime. Here you go. Because it's only like 120 minutes or whatever. So they're like, all right, you know who these people are. We're progressing the plot. So is it a faster? So it obviously seems like it's got a faster pacing than the Demon Slayer movie. Like, yeah, because the Demon Slayer movie is very slow in the beginning. And then it's like the last like. 20 25 minutes is where everything happens in the demon slayer movie whereas this one right out the gate like people are getting murdered and <laughs> then it's like a little slow in the med- middle during the build-up and then the day of reckoning comes and then it's like non-stop action until the very end of the movie nice cool oh I'm sorry board. am i supposed to start talking again <laughs> um blacked out there for a second uh uh you're Wait, like Shannon with Planet Crafter, you just get up and leave. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Shannon, did you watch the Tony Hawk doc, or is that you, Justin? No, I, think I watched, it. watched it. Is it? Is but it? Because I, I that is on my list. Like I probably was going to watch it tonight when we get off. So yeah, I will say I was very surprised that it's two hours long, which I expected it to be like maybe like an hour, hour and a half. So it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. That is longer than I was expecting. Yeah, yes. exactly. It was a lot longer than I thought it was going to But despite it being that long, it was incredibly good. It was incredibly informative. And they talk, what's crazy is a lot of it is more about Tony Hawk's past and about like skater culture and history, like of him, like when he was growing up, like between the ages of like 10 and like, like 20 and stuff so it's like about like kind of the rise of like vertical like skating and stuff and street skating the bull and like how it was kind of like skating was like a punk culture and then kind of evolved into like x games and stuff they go over like all of that which and they brought other skaters on and stuff that they like interviewed that like knew tony hawk like going up and you see a lot of old and if you ever played tony hawk like one through three you'll see like some familiar faces and stuff show up that they interview and so some of them have aged well others not so much (laughs) but but, you know it's like interesting and you kind of get to see what was interesting to me about it is well and there's a there's a lot of those guys that just aren't here anymore too yeah exactly and what's interesting to me is like i've always thought of tony hawk as you know kind of being like keanu reeves as like you know a very grounded person you know very like Nice, yeah, like well, you're not like, oh, well, he's a dick, like in real life and stuff. Like someone yeah. that if you met on the street, whatever, would be really cool. And that's how I count. I've never heard like, there's never been really any like allegations or like you know anything bad against Tony Hawk to be like, oh, dude, fuck that guy. So it was interesting to hear like you know he's had like not like a checkered past, but you know mm-hmm. he's had some blemishes on his report card, and they kind of bring that up. And that's a side to him I never knew. And, you know, was never really talked about and stuff. But, you know, he's like cheated on his wife and has multiple families, which I didn't know about and stuff. And well, and because a lot of that happened pre social media. 
you know, yeah. so there was no people coming after Tony Hawk in, you know, 1994. And stuff yeah, because a lot of it up. was, you know, he got like, you know, married at like 1920 or whatever yeah. to his first wife and had his first kid. And then, you know, he was like talking about he then he became famous. And that's at that point, you know, he's like, you know, I was a, a big person to a lot of people and stuff. And I wasn't really there for my family at the time and didn't really know how to be a dad because I was never home. And, you know, spent a lot of time hanging out with skater people and fucking partying and meeting chicks and mm. doing whatever and living the fucking skater life with my bros and kind of fucked up and soon like got, you know, skating died as like a culture scene and stuff. And now I didn't have that to rely on and spent a bunch of money on stupid shit that now had to figure it out. Interesting. But well, it was a very cool documentary. Is, is it a doc that like you could break up into parts? Yeah, I'd say it's okay. one of those where you could like, you know, if you wanted to watch like 40 minutes to an hour and then go yeah. back to it or whatever, like, okay. you know, it would be fine. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That, I definitely want to want to get to that one. That's that's right up my alley, you know, like, so I'm I'm excited to see that one. Um, So uh, Sonic 2, you guys. It's it's long. It's. There's a whole part in the beginning involving uh, Sonic's human people going to Hawaii for the wife's sister's wedding. That kind like they legitimately could have cut the entire plot line out of the movie. It wouldn't have missed a beat and it would have cut about a half hour out of the runtime <laughs> and it would have been a lot better, a lot more tighter of a movie. Um, it, it's the sister from the first movie who hates Tom, uh, James Madsen's character. Uh, she's getting married and it does have one of the best comedy sequences though. The payoff for it is worth it because, uh, things go horribly wrong. Uh, Sonic ends up showing up at the wedding through a ring, uh, bringing a whole bunch of snow in with him. And this is in Hawaii, remember? And uh, it turns out that the whole wedding... uh, Do you guys care if I spoil this? Really inconsequential plotline. It turns out the whole wedding was a sham and she was marrying a a government agent. Uh, They were trying to just lure Sonic out and they were going to... This agent was going to stick with her basically until he could get across Sonic. Uh, So she's flies off the handle being horribly betrayed. And while they try to retrieve Sonic, she goes after the, the fake husband and she's flying back towards the seat of the wedding in a golf cart, just mad as hell screaming. And then pitches the golf cart sideways into like the stage that was set up for the wedding it slides and then it does a close up of her feet, just like slowly stepping out of it as it slides. And then like the slow motion, Michael Bay shot of it, like hitting the stage, everything blowing up behind her. It was like such a great comedic payoff for that. It was one of the funniest moments in the whole movie. Like just the visual of it was hilarious. And, and my kid, my kids are next to me being like, why is that funny? what's going on i'm like you'll get it when you're older it's it's hilarious trust me um so how does how does uh dr robotnik get back through uh knuckles so he still has sonic's quill in the mushroom planet 
Mm-hmm. And he jerry rigs a signal beam that's powered by the quill mm-hmm. uh, on from various fauna that he's found or flora, I should say, that he's found on this planet and fires it off into space and knocks himself out in the process. But then uh, Knuckles sees the signal, thinks it's Sonic and shows up to try to get get him um, because he thinks Sonic knows where the Chaos Emerald is or the Master Emerald is um, and finds Robotnik and Robotnik was like, I don't know who you are, but I know who Sonic is and I can take you to him if you'll take me with you. And so that's how he winds up back on Earth. Gotcha. And, and he re- hooks up with his boy Stone, his lackey from the first movie, uh, who's now running the Mean Bean Coffee Company, which I thought was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we're off and running at that point. And it's it's really cool. There's they do. There's a lot of Easter eggs in the movie. There's a whole underwater sequence where Sonic still can't swim, and <laughs> he anybody has to suck down the uh, oxygen from the big bubbles, mm-hmm. you know, to stay alive and all that. So that was fun. Uh, the fighting sequences and action sequences between him and Knuckles are really good. Uh, they make Knuckles kind of just a lovable dumbass in a lot of ways. There, there, there's a lot of Drax in Knuckles <laughs> in this movie. Like it's, and, it's, and it's kind of fun in that regard. Um, there's also a lot of, there's a lot of Avengers in-game in this with like, you know, all the all the Master Emerald was all these different Chaos Emeralds joined yeah. into one Emerald, and now it can basically the whoever has the Master Emerald can do whatever they want, and blah blah blah. And, and it was hilarious while that was happening. We were to, me and my wife were looking at each other like, "This is totally just like the Avengers. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's great, but it works. It works. It's fun. It doesn't. It it never stays over its skis. You know, like it it's it knows what it is. It's fun." Yeah, it seemed like uh, with the preview, with the trailer that came out maybe like a month ago, like the one that they released like just before the movie came out, it seemed like uh, the action sequences were a lot more like over the top and it seemed like it was a lot more serious. Like instead of like the jovial frivolity that you had in the first one, it seemed like they were trying to be a little bit more like dramatic. Uh, So it's good to hear that it doesn't sound like it went too far that way. No, it... it and it's and it got a it gets a little bloated now that there's tails now that there's mm-hmm. knuckles, like I said it's a little long, but they don't try to do too much with it. Like if anything, this is a Jim Carrey movie. There's a lot of Robotnik in it, mm-hmm. and they and they just let him go. Like they're just like, bro, d- fill the screen with whatever bullshit you want to do. Like, we'll make it work. Don't even worry about it. Like you've got a crazy take in you, homie, just run with it. Like we will figure it out, you know? And, and he does. And 90% of the time it totally works. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's some stupid Jim Carrey shit, but like, you know what? It fits. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem crazy out of place. And like, it works with the character he's established in two movies now, you know? So, I mean, sure. If you can't stand, Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, this still won't be your movie. Like the first one wasn't, but you know, like I could take it. It was pretty funny. Uh, do you think there's going to be a third one? Uh, yes. hundred <laughs> percent. The, and the, well now, especially as successful as this movie is, mm-hmm. um, there is a stinger at the end where they introduce another character. Like they introduced tales at the end of the first one. 
Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't ruin that for you. But yes, there's another character. Is it Metal Sonic? It is not Metal Sonic. Ah. <laughs> Though you do get Super Sonic in this one. Okay. Well, so, I guess that makes up for it. Yeah, which is rad. Um, they do not play JJ Fad Super Sonic when he becomes Super Sonic, though, which was a big miss as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but uh, they do play Pantera's Walk. So, you know, do what you can. Um, actually, I gotta say, the soundtrack on this one was a banger. It's got Montel Jordan. This is how this is how we do it. Oh, it's hell got, yeah. It's got uh, Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Uh, <laughs> no way, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, this, the soundtrack is is hitting, man. It's good. Uh, there is a dance sequence uh, in the movie that I won't spoil because when it shows up, it's great. And it has one of my favorite throwaway characters of all time. <laughs> uh, it has a dude that shows up like this, like, come at me, bro. And he has a tattoo of himself doing the come <laughs> at me, bro on his chest when he does it. It's phenomenal. Um, but I won't, I, I won't ruin that for you when that happens. Cause it's great. Um, but when that dance sequence happens, a uh, little Bruno Mars shows up. Like it's, it's fantastic soundtrack. Really good. Um, but yeah, I, it's absolutely worth your time. I, what I said uh, to you guys offline and I'll, I'll repeat it here. I am stunned with how much I like these Sonic movies. Cause I expected this to be the hottest of garbage. And you know what? They're not like the best kids movies I've ever seen, but for kids movies, and I've seen a lot of them. They're really good. They're actually entertaining. Yeah. I think uh, this is one of those times when, uh, you know, internet bullying just shows it's, it's, there's some benefits to it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, yeah, I don't think these movies are successful if the internet just kind of let that dumpster fire of the first uh, trailer for Sonic come out, you know, and let that be it. But um, no matter how much Justin wanted to see that movie. Yeah, dude, I still <laughs> like somewhere out there on in the vast void of the Internet. There has to be the original version, the Sega cut. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I would love to see dude, Sonic with human lips. I want him back. So do you think in the next movie they just ditch all the human characters with the exception of Jim Carrey? And every, it's just basically like a straight up Sonic movie. I they kind of should because outside of, of Tom, the main dude, mm-hmm. I mean, we came out of it being like, what's his wife's name? I had to look it up. It was Maddie. Like I had to look up <sighs> what the name was. Like no one, no one knew like my, my son who pays attention to every detail, like who could name every scene out of this movie. I'm like, Hey, what was her name? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Like, I don't know if they say it, like, I'll be honest, but, um, yeah, though the wife's sister is, was high comedy. She's <laughs> kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I see them getting further and further away from the humans. That's probably a smart call on their part in reality. And they're, and they're set up if this ever becomes a direct to Paramount Plus thing, streaming only, where, yeah, you could just go full CGI with it and not, not miss a beat, you know. Um. But yeah, the 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 Sonic thing is just confusing. It's just one of those like I I, I go into it expecting to just hate it. I've, like my kids watched the first one again, loved it all over again, and we found an empty theater to go see it. It was showing where no one was. We were in there with like 
maybe 10 other people and it was a big theater, you know, and it was like, okay, we'll go, you know, like, let's go. So you guys can stop asking me about this. And, and we were both super entertained, like laughed out loud at multiple times. It's, I mean, it's how, perplexing. How funny is it that with all the video game movies that have come out, this is the one that's like the yeah. pinnacle of video game movies. And this is the one I would <laughs> expect to be the hottest of trash. And uh-huh. how funny is it that if anything, the Mario movie has to be better than the Sonic movie. Yeah. <laughs> like that is the bar for illumination to cross at this point is mm-hmm. how good these Sonic movies are. But illumination can do it. I have faith yeah. in them. There is a there there. I'm not sure if it's an Easter egg or not, Justin, but there is a part in the movie where you see Sonic's teeth. It's Ooh. only there. It's only there for like literally a second on screen, <laughs> but there's teeth. And I was like, that I bet that was a callback. I bet that I bet you that's a callback. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out when it hits streaming. If you're not going to go see it in the theater, it's entertaining as hell. Nice. And I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm scared for when it does hit streaming because that's going to be played non-stop in this house. Let me tell you. Yeah, <sighs> I've seen the original Sonic movie probably like fifteen to twenty times. I'm scared for when Sing 2 hits streaming services. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's there to buy right now and rent. We're not doing that. I'm not doing that because it's the (laughs) only thing saving me is saying like, no, I'm not going to pay for it. It's the only thing saving me. So, uh, Shannon, you watch anything? Me and Justin have done a lot of talking. You got any, any nuggets for us? Any nugs? No, dude, it was not a good week for TV. Uh, the one night I had to watch TV, uh, Friday night, I fell asleep at eight o'clock. Uh, so Fair no enough. TV watching it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, in that case, gentlemen, I think maybe we have a show. Yeah. Justin, you're looking very excited. Why don't you lean on in there and land this plane? <laughs> Yo, guys. <laughs> It's the wet Thank you mouth guys. Noises. It's the wet mouth noises. Oh. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Uh, you know, if uh, you watch the Tony Hawk documentary, uh, Mike Miller, I'm talking to you. You know, head on over to the Discord. Let me know. Let me know what you thought of the Tony Hawk documentary. Did the wheels truly fall off? Who knows. And while you're at it, why don't you go on over to Spotify? Give us a review. Let us know. Uh, how your boys are doing and uh zach if uh robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys the bank gave you a credit card it doesn't make you better than me but you see nobody gives me credit because i'm a bad risk and i don't pay my bills on time